Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number 32. With me tonight, Ian. Hey. And of course, with me, as always, Mac. Hey, I'm podcasting from the gloomy skies of Lakewood. They are kind of gloomy. I kind of like it. I'm not like I'm not disliking it either. So, all right. So, how are you guys doing this evening? Doing good. Doing all right. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff done today. You did. I accomplished many important things. One of yes. which was yet another step toward uh, getting that old, like thirty-year-old compound bow in shape to shoot, which is that I picked up carbon arrows for it. Very good. Very good. For a good price at Dick's Sporting Goods. Targets beware. Dick Sporting Goods. Embarrassing name, good prices. Good price. <laughs> All right. Pro- probably not the promo they would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Ian, how are you doing these evening? I'm doing pretty good. All right, good. We've almost got the artwork done for Ian's book, so. Oh well, that's good. So that'll be up uh, sometime. Yeah, it'll be um, on Amazon, uh, print-on-demand, and Kindle version here as soon as we're done with the artwork. All right. And it's basically just a collection of my short stories. So. Okay. Very good. All right, so. I guess uh uh I you know I've been I've been trying to set up the IIG Colorado and uh, I I I got I got lucky that uh, the Skeptical Inquirer magazine or yeah they they came to town uh, Skeptical Inquirer yes yeah sorry Skeptical. yes that's the right one <laughs> don't want to confuse the magazine yeah and so I got to meet with the people that I needed to to do that so that's uh, that's moving along so hopefully we'll be having another meeting here I'm hoping that it's going to be on uh, the 30th we shall see we don't have a uh, a place to meet yet, but hopefully that's going to be coming up soon. And of course, May seventh is Skeptic Camp. Um, so if, if people um, are interested in this, they should definitely register. Yeah, there's um, still plenty of spaces. Right, so. and we and we want to know who's coming to this. You know that that's one of the things that we. It, it really helps if we have an idea of you know how many people we have coming. Uh, and and of course, if anybody is interested in you know it talking, you know it talks can be what is is like. Uh, 15 to 25, something like that. Yeah. So, and so you can, uh, you can do a short little talk if you want. And the nice thing about, you know, talking except the camp is that, you know, nobody in there is, um, nobody even doing these talks generally are experts. You know, they're just presenting, um, right. the, their idea and, uh, whatever and what they, they're interested in. Right. And anything they might have some knowledge about. So you don't have to be, you know, some expert on something. You can just come and present what, what you know or what you think. And that's perfectly acceptable. And, you know, you're not, uh, it's not going to be a hostile crowd if you're not, you know, if you're not an expert. So it's right. kind of a safe place to come and maybe test some of these, um, uh, things that you might be thinking of, uh, of presenting. You know, I'll be doing my mechanics on astrology, and I did that up at uh, Fort Collins Skeptic Camp. And so hopefully this presentation will be better because I, you know, learned a lot um, that I needed to add to to do this for, uh, you know, for the other Skeptic Camp. And so hopefully this will be something that uh, I'll continue to do and refine. Yeah, there was like every level of presentation. So, yeah. You know, people that are, are saying like, well, I don't have, you know, the computer to do all the slideshows and stuff or anything like that. Just come in and give them what you have. And tonight, uh, joining us, uh, we also have a special guest. Uh, Gary is joining us. Say hello, Gary. Hello to all. All right. So uh, moving on here to uh, not just a theory. No, I, 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 found, um, I forget exactly how this came to my attention. But, uh, you know, this is one of the uh, – this this website is, is nice because it, it goes through the difference between um, what uh, the common use of theory and the scientific use of theory. 
and this is this is one of the my uh, one of the things whenever you're talking to a creationist, they, they'll bring up, well, you know, evolution is just a theory. And you reply, so is gravity. Well, yeah, but see what they said. Well, no, I mean that's the law of gravity. And then you have to explain to them how there's really no laws in science. Well, and actually, I don't think that Newton's laws are not the law of gravity. Newton's laws are the laws of thermodynamics. I don't think he actually referred to gravity as a law, did he? It, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The, the thing it is is that gravity is a fact. If you drop something, it will hit the ground. And so the theory of gravity is our best attempt to, to explain, explain what gravity is and how it's working, which is why it changes. Gravity isn't changing, but our understanding of it will change as we go. And evolution is the same way. Evolution is a fact. We have seen it happen. And the theory of our evolution of evolution is our is our best attempt to explain how it's happening. And once again, as we learn more, this is going to change. So this right. this website really went through and uh, and and talked about this. And you know, gravity is the one that we that is most commonly used because gravity is pretty easy to accept. You know, you, you the apple is going to fall on your head. Some of us. Some of us. Some of us have a much better understanding of gravity than others. I have a very good understanding of gravity at my weight. Yeah, so so the, so this was a good document, you know. So so if anybody you know says, well, it's just a theory, you can point them here. That you know what what most people you know call a theory is actually a hypothesis. The theory right. of gravity is a pretty well established group of facts. I'm actually pretty happy to refer to these things as theories because if you're not learning new things about something every day, then you're never really growing. Okay, but string theory is really a hypothesis because yeah. nothing has proved it. It's, an, it's, a, it's a set of mathematics that seems to work well, right, that has gotten probably more press than it deserves, but it is a hypothesis. There is no it, – it really hasn't obtained theory status. Because we, we haven't we haven't been able to actually prove string theory. So the fact that they attach theory to that is misleading. Well, yeah, but you have to admit it sounds better than string hypothesis. Easier to spell, too. <laughs> Much easier to spell, absolutely. <laughs> Flows better off top. Yeah. But, you know, the uh, I guess when they're taking the when when we're taking a look at what people believe the bible tells them this and the bible tells them that the bible has been an unchanging document three you know thousands of years not just 2000 years but beyond that the old testament and the world has changed since the bible was written and our understanding of them has changed yeah, See, but... Now you just remind me what I forgot to put in the book. I admit to, I, I gotta start doing all my books. Put um an opening statement saying everything in the book is fact because I this fact now and you can't argue because hey, I That's right. I know it's true because I wrote it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there is so we could beat that dead horse for a while, but let's talk about why forty four percent of Americans see natural disasters as a sign of end times. Well, Mr. Camping will be excruciatingly happy to hear this. Yeah, and that's the follow-up thing about him. But, yeah, uh, this interesting um, poll um, breaking down, you know, apparently 44% of Americans, the, and you see, you know, with how much it's promoted by a lot of the preachers, but they believe, like, what just happened in Haiti, all, all this stuff is signs that the end time, they, they seem to ignore stuff like Pompeii and Mount St. Helens and other natural disasters that on that scale that have happened throughout human history, but... Those weren't signs of time for some time. It, it, it's all, all the stuff that's happened now on that level. Well, the it, Mount St. Helens was signs of the end times back then. Yeah. Just like, you know, Pompeii was back at that time. Right. It, it's amazing how long it takes in time to happen. <laughs> well, you oh, can yeah. 
you know, th- this this is another one of those things that people continually make these kinds of predictions, and then when they don't happen, it's like, oh well, you know, we must have got it wrong. It's probably next year, you know. And but yeah. yet, and, and nobody goes, you know what? That's just crazy. Everybody, no. In fact, they get more people. You know, it it becomes even more insular, and they and they you know and they and they become even more believers in in whatever crazy doctrine it is. And then eventually you get a bunch of people gathered together waiting for a comet to wipe out the Earth, drinking poison, but politely making sure that their bodies can be cleaned up nicely. Well, but okay, I think yeah, I think one of the reasons you have seen that like to be this is because they don't like the chance. They don't like the idea that these are just randomly that there is just going to be cycle and this stuff happens. They'd rather have a behind us behind us driving because they're looking at how horrible it is. And somehow in their mind, they'd rather believe that their God actually is causing rather than you know there's no control. Over. Yeah, but if that is their God, I don't want to have anything to do with this entity. Oh yeah, I he's agree. like a mean kid with a mic with a magnifying right. glass. But but we continually see these. How 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 often can these people cry wolf and still be listened to? Well, right. apparently Carol Harold Camping gonna get away with it at least twice. Well, you know, <laughs> the first time it was, you know, he he presented it. He wasn't as as you know as strong about it. Now he's like, this is happening, you know, because the numerology says so. Well, if you look at the billboards, they're well, popping no. up all over town. Um, there is a little um logo on that saying um the Bible guarantees. Right, but they've used numerology. They they've used the pseudoscience to prove it. I know, but I, I still saw the fact that the, right. the label, the Bible guarantees like. I don't. That that... I don't think he'd like it being referred to as numerology. But no, yeah. that's exactly what he says. It's on his site. He says it's numerology. Really? I'm not making that up. Huh? I don't have to. Yeah, if you go to wecanknow.com, that that's one of the things he used was numerology, which is the same, you know, the same exact kind of thing as astrology. It's ridiculous. Now, so the next story, what you know. All right. Um, so, so we got on. Right. So we got off on a on a on a. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, can't worry, let me. Okay. Let me throw out here. Let me throw out here. How many of us are among the forty-four percent? Anyone? Anyone at all? Okay. So I guess we're among the fifty-six. I I I think that the reason that there seem to be more, so many more natural disasters that are going on right now. Is because we're recording things better. Well, that's and exactly we have it. a global we have a global view. We know what's going on right. almost everywhere in the world. But here's the thing: is that we haven't had more earthquakes than we did last year, and they haven't been worse than last year. They just happen to be in more populated places this right. year. That's it. And that difference. And that's the thing. Some years, you know, you, we know about the Great San Francisco earthquake. That was horrendous. It happened once a while ago. Was that sign the time? Of yeah. course. Yes, it was. Yes, it All right. was. Okay, so now we already started talking about the Herald Camping. So what yeah. you need to know about Judgment Day on May 21st, 2011. So, so th- this, so, okay, so, of course. Now, th- th- this article is written by a believer who doesn't make 20. So it starts off really, I-, I love the way he starts it off. Because he talks about how people that tell driving saw um, one of the billboards. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, he was shocked that he had missed it. After it's after studying the Bible most of my life, I was shocked that I had. After all, the sign said the Bible guarantees. Yeah. So, um, basically, so this article is good because it's a religious viewpoint about um the whole um May twenty first thing, and this is believers saying, you know, this is just absurd. Why are people putting stuff? And you know, and, and he's saying it can hurt Christianity because. He's basically putting a logo. The Bible can tease it on May 22nd. Okay, stop, Ian. Move your mic. Sorry. 
on May 22nd, that, that's going to make them look like a total majority of the people that follow it. Regretfully, they're not going to suddenly say, oh, maybe we've been wrong. Instead, they're going to find some justification. But it'll weaken the whole Christian cause. So the, the Christians that really are serious about the faith definitely should be against kind of, because it, it hurts. That's more or less what I'm saying. It's not something believers go for because to make a prediction, this, chances are it's not going to happen. And all it'll do is hurt the credibility of the belief. Yeah. Okay. So is it May 11th or is it May 21st? May 21st, May 21st. 2011. Okay, because later on in the article, it's talking about May 11th oh, as you know being what? Judgment Day. That's probably just a typo. That I, I, I would ignore that. I, I, it, says it, it says it twice in the article. Okay, but Harold Camping says it's the 21st, and he's right. Okay. That, my appeal to authority there. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying I need to know if I've got like an extra 10 days to, to get the barbecue stuff. And then he also goes through a list of two and 20 days that have been predicted in the past. Which I thought was great. I thought that was a very nicely assembled piece of yeah. information. You know what? This is a good time, though, for believers to buy rapture insurance <laughs> because is. their pets are going to be left behind, and us atheists are going to have to take care of them. And, you know, and we're not doing it unless they pay us. Yeah, contact us. We give you um, emails for us all the time. If you guys want us to watch pets afterwards, you know, get a hold of us. We'll set up a payment plan. It's, it's a nominal fee, you know? All right. What do we got next? Oh, okay. <laughs> My exorcism video. This is now okay. So, I, I'm pretty sure that um, that uh, that this is a, a I don't know. Is he? What it was? Uh, it's, it was some guy in a food court. It sounded like. Yeah, you know, I have some more information rambling. about this guy somewhere. Um, really? Yeah. Like, what I saw was some guy in a food court rambling on and on, repeating himself, and he was so powerful that he had stumbled a few times, stuttered, and it seemed like okay, the demon might be scared of this because he's bored to death. Right. So here, let's. So, and here's the thing is that, you know, they, they, there's, a, there's a disclaimer on here that, you know, they want you to go and read this disclaimer before you watch this. And the, the title of the video is People Get Set Free from Demons Watching This Video. Now, I'm not sure which church this is coming out of. He's not a Catholic, and I don't think he's a Baptist. He might be a Protestant. And you know, it, it's the Protestants here recently that were that are. Um, Baptists Bob, are Protestants. Uh, okay. What is Baptists Bob? Are Protestants. What is Bob Larson? Bob Larkin. I don't Bob know if Bob Larkin has ever really been classified. He's a, no, he's a he's, Protestant, but I don't. But I didn't think he recognized himself as Baptist. I don't believe he does either. Okay. He's the only thing I've ever heard Bob Lar Larson for him to himself as is as a Bible believing Christian. Well, if you go to his website, he he's a Protestant. Right, but a Protestant is anybody who's not Catholic and is still Christian. Is it? Oh, really? Okay. It's that broad. It is. Uh, the Protestant movement was the one started started by Martin Luther, and it just kind of uh, it just kind of went viral from there. Okay. So Brian, how many demons um, left you when you watched them? Um, you know, as far as I know, I still have all my demons. Uh, I, I don't think I was able to release. I any think of them. my inner demons are still intact, but I I feel that maybe some of my outer ones may have may have vacated. So. Okay, but Let here's the thing. Here, here's the thing that that scares me about about all of this all of this exorcism stuff going on. I mean, aside from all of the kids that are being killed, and and that is and and that is really difficult for me to sit and and read all of these court transcripts and everything. Um, I was telling you earlier about uh, about one of them that I've been following up on. You know, um, there was one that it was in Texas, and the um, and it was a uh, the lady's um, I think daughter and the boyfriend had basically beat the kid to death, broken the legs. I mean, it was and and bit him, I guess. And so I I spent I you know I've been following that trial, and it's just disgusting. 
and it's it's horrifying. Right, but here's the thing: is that I, I, I this is going to sound uh, bad, but if if there's going to be a religious group doing exorcisms, it needs to be the Catholics because they've got the most experience at it, and they know well. At least the at least as far as we've seen, the Catholics haven't actually managed to kill the. They same haven't. They haven't killed the anybody. No, because they have. A, they have a very specific rite of exorcism. And they say, and the, and they say how how rare it is. Unlike the Baptists and the Protestants that are constantly doing these exorcisms. I mean, it, it's huge. Most of the most of the exorcisms that I found are are a lot of Baptists and other Protestants. Well, talking to Bob Larson, he finds demons in everybody. Oh yeah, every well, he had that TV show there for a while. Um, I don't oh, know yeah. if that's still going on. And so uh, he constantly was uh, doing exorcism. And then he was also, during his radio host career, when he was shilling for his book, where which was about a radio host who gets involved with getting people free of demons. Right. Yeah, well, so... so anyway, I don't so know if it was autobiographical or fiction. The, but... the, the Catholics have a very stringent... Um, um, when they're looking for signs of possession, they're, they're very stringent about it. Um, you know, they, they look for um, people who are adverse to things that are holy. That, that's one thing that they look, look for. They look for people speaking in languages that they have never, um, that they have never learned or, or um, you know, had any association with. Um, being able to tell the future. Um, they show great signs of strength. Some have knowledge of hidden things, um, things that don't they, some they, of those don't some of those categories also cover word saint. Well, I'm just yeah, asking. I, I don't know. Just yeah. Asking. Well, you know that that's that. Yes, that's but, a good comment because a lot of times if you're in one of the uh, what's the word I should use here? Um, well, anyhow, in one of the Baptists would actually be a very good example of it. They have people that speak in tongues. So does that mean they're possessed? Well, yeah. Because if it happens yeah. in a church service, then they believe they're blessed. You know, and that's that. You know, that's another thing. You know, you listen to the speaking in tongues, and and it very much, you know, depending on the language they speak, you know, that will influence the consonants and stuff that come out of that gibberish. And so it makes it, you know, it makes you wonder. And then, of course, you know, it all sounds kind of the same, and then you have to have somebody to interpret it for you. So could exorcism? Could it be the same thing with possession? That you know that that the priest decides, oh well, I don't know that language, so uh, it, you know, it must be a foreign language. I mean, I I don't know what kind of verifications they're using for that. But what I but what the thing and then the, but the thing about the the Catholic, uh, you know, they they had they you know they they basically take the person and they they have you know their rituals that they speak in Latin over them, you know that that are supposed to get rid of the demon. They aren't hitting the people. They in in doing some of the violent stuff that that you're seeing out of the um out of the Baptists and some of these amateur exorcists. Um, it's the amateur exorcists that are really scaring me because that's where that's where the violent exorcisms are coming from. Violent and fatal. Well, very fatal. I mean, I mean, I haven't found uh, it's been it's been two, well, it's been two weeks. I didn't find I didn't find a, a new exorcism this week, but there was a lot of news about about the trial, and most of the exorcism news that I've been seeing um, has been that. So I didn't find a new exorcism this week, but for the most part, you know, we've been able to find one or two a month uh, of fatal exorcism. And and not just of children. Well, not so. just of children, but many of them have been children, and the sickest of them have been children. So I, you know, it just it, it it's really starting to concern me, and it seems like something that's becoming more popular. We're gonna have to start up a cause on Facebook to keep exorcisms Catholic. <laughs> you know, if somebody's gonna do them, it should be the Catholic. But the you know, but their criteria for demon possession is much higher than these amateurs. They'll just, you know, all, all they got to do is say you're possessed and, you know, you've got a demon in you. Mm. Yeah, so the Catholics aren't killing, killing people, leave it to the Catholic. 
All right. Well, yeah, they they are doing way less harm than you know, they did during the Spanish Inquisition. Well, Oops. well, I'm sorry, that was ugly. <laughs> yeah, that was. You know, here, here's, you know, well, we we can go back that far if if you want, but um, the thing about the, that was when they were yeah. perfecting the exorcism technique. Really? <laughs> All right, Ian, why don't you you do your first here about the Chinese uh, time travel story? Yes, China improved banning time travel. Talk about you know shocks. Of course, you know me. I, I've always been. I think I'm a big one on um, freedom of the press. Anytime I just get in the butt. This one, you know, they, they come with some justification, but it, it's one of those things to try and control culture. And um, basically, uh, the time travel drama is hot, but content performance style. Many stories are totally made. Producers and writers are treated in a frivolous way, which should by no means be encouraged anymore. Wow. So <laughs> these made-up stories that they're talking about, would these be the type of stories that they refer to as fiction? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, but it, it sounds like the, the government's trying to control the views of, of history and such, and the well, idea okay. of time Rem travel doesn't help them. you you got to remember the government that you're talking about. I know. Well, that's the yes. thing. And you know, I think that in, they're trying to control the views of history, but they're also trying to control what history is remembered. Right. Of course, in the note of time travel, the doctor. You know what this whole thing about here, this whole situation about China and time, tra time travel, this is all about the talons of Wang Chiang. <laughs> I'll bet you. I bet you it goes right back to it. Because that would be the only Doctor Who episode that I can think of that had anything about China in it. <laughs> all right. One of my things that I get on is that and how absurd it is. So here, here was the government censorship, and once more, you know, it's China. We've heard stuff like this for so, much, so long now. But just to hear the kind of excuse they can vent in order to justify it, it's kind of messed up. All right. Are you so ready to talk about French vegans? I, I, <laughs> am I well, ever? Now, hold on a minute. Are they from France or are they from Vega? <sighs> French vegans face trial after death of baby fed only on breast milk. So uh, in France, um, this uh, this couple, um, and actually I think that it says that they ran a vegan market. Is that, that correct? Anyway, the, the parents were vegans, and their child was sick, um, and instead of getting proper medical attention, it looks to me like they used homeopathic medicine to, to treat the sickness. And the well, and they used homeopathic medicine, and they used – I'm, I'm inclined to say BS, but there may actually be some point to try and cabbage poultices. Well, the mustard and camphor would be to try to clear up the lung stuff. Okay. But they honestly – I I find this story sad. I okay. don't find this well, couple to be. I don't find this couple to be evil. Yeah, no, and neither do I. And so, but let me. So let me finish setting this up. Sorry. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So we. So um, the child got sick, and and they at some point they finally you know called um for, called an ambulance, and and you know and the the child died, and the uh, people that were looking at the child noticed how pale the child was and how skinny the child was, and it was an eleven month old. Um, eleven-month-old girl, and so they reported it um, to what I guess what would be their social services or the police, wh whoever. I'm not sure in, in France who who that who exactly that got reported to, but the police ended up with it, and they and they found um, so they did an autopsy, and they found that the the child was deficient in A and B vitamins. Now this is most likely probably from you know the lack of nutrition that the mother was getting. Exactly. The, the, and so we find out that the child has uh, only been fed breast milk since since the time that they were you know or that's that's all the that the child has ever eaten. They are being charged though with 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 um 
with neglect because it, because the, all they ever fed the child was was the mother's milk. Now, I think that that's kind of a red herring in this case um, because I don't know for sure that uh, that an 11-month-old can't be properly nourished off of breast milk if the mother is is um you know is eating healthily healthy and that the baby is healthy. I mean to me it sound I I would suspect that it's more likely. So I, I was reading the story and I and I really think that I I'm not I'm not convinced that the fact that they I mean they were clearly feeding the kid even though it was just breast milk. I I yes. think that they were negligent because the kid was sick and they didn't get the kid proper medical attention. And, and I, I agree with you on that. And I think that if they're going to try them, they need to try them. They need to try them for that. And because, but I think that the problem is, is that homeopathy is an accepted um, medical is accepted as medicine in in France. Now I'm not positive of that, but I would not be surprised. So because that's accepted, they can't try them for that because technically they were giving the child medicine. And I think that they know that. So, they, so they're having to go this other route to, to try and, you know, get something on them. But I really think that it should fail because I, I mean, they, they're going to have to get a doctor to say that um, a, a healthy child eating breast milk would, would have, you know, been malnourished. And I don't know that that's true. And I, and that would be something I would severely question. Now, the fact that the kid was deficient in A and B vitamins, you know, that, that is a little concerning, you know, I, I, I wonder if, you know, I, I, I question whether vegans can get proper nutrition without supplements. In fact, I don't think they can. I don't think that they well, can get the B12 without a supplement. And, you know, talking about, talking about uh, the, the article that you uh, were listening to on skepticality and that I've, I've read the article and I've watched uh, that movie as well. The uh, it, it seems unlikely that humans are even designed to be vegan. No. And you know, what? I, that, that is an issue for another time because I think that, that what that doctor or what that journalist has to say is interesting, but I really don't want to get into that here. Um, I, I just thought that, that they're chasing a red herring here and that, and the fact that the, that the child died of improper medical attention should really be the issue here and not the fact that they, that the child had only eaten breast milk. Um, you know, to me, this whole story is so sad because this is a couple, as I said, I do, I cannot see this couple as evil. No. This is a couple who made a choice based upon their moral beliefs. I can't I can't support the choice to be vegan for my own reasons, but and that's my own bias as well. I but think the vegan the, the vegan is also a red herring here. They made a choice based upon their moral beliefs and they tried to do everything they possibly could to keep their daughter healthy up to and including only breast milk to feed. Because that is a there's a movement for children to be fed on breast milk. Okay. And so I, I have my own issues with that yeah, as well. But, the point is that this is a family you could easily make the argument that they were trying to do everything that they could to to nourish this life that they were given except and they didn't take the kid to a doctor except they that. didn't they didn't they didn't realize at some point that they couldn't help this child and 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 get the kid to a doctor and for that they are neglectful for using homeopathy they are neglectful but the problem is that that is recognized as medicine even though it's only water it's recognized as medicine in France and honestly, based upon what I'm seeing here, this is not a homeopathic remedy that they tried to treat her with. They treated her with poultices made of cabbage, mustard, and camphor, which actually is a, not a homeopathic remedy. No, that it's isn't. It's a folk remedy. Right, that's a folk remedy, but I think that they also used homeopathic products. So. But still, with the idea that 
there, there's a certain level of, yeah, you can try that stuff, but you have to think about the child's well-being and say, okay, move up and do the right thing and actually still doctor. Well, and this is this is one of the issues that, I mean, an overall issue, like, you know, we had the, we had the um, child um, who died, uh, what, in Australia of eczema. Because they because they would only they would only use homeopathic products, and so these kinds of of I mean this is a death that probably could have been avoided had right. they gotten proper medical attention. But because they spend so much time, and maybe some of it's fair, demonizing Western medicine, people are sometimes resistant to it, and instead they go with magical thinking. But magical thinking so much fun. It well you know it has its moments, but you know. Science will trump it every time. I'm afraid my favorite part of the magical thinking. Well, did I lose everybody? Hello. I'm here. Oh, you're here. We just okay. Left. So nobody was actually killed, but that's good. Jeez. That was that was ill done of me. I'm so sorry. Is that what you were? Tra- oh man. <laughs> all right. Oh man. See why? Why are all these mine? Okay. So Oregon, which is where we have the followers of Christ Church. Who want, who believe in faith healing over over doctors? Um, Oregon ha- is removing the um, the the laws that protected that protected faith healing in their state. So for and this is a long time coming. I mean they they've tried to work with the followers of Christ Church and and because we went over the article where the um, was it the district attorney was reaching out to them, but yet they would have nothing to do with it. And so now they, they won't have the legal protections that they had prior. So I imagine now, hopefully, they will be able to get even more severe charges against people. Um, they've been able to get them for negligence and uh, uh, invo- um, involuntary homicide, I think, is, they've gotten. But uh, now I think that they'll be able to, to even go further. And this article goes back and talks about um, – and we've covered some of these, um, the, uh, the toddler that died in 2008. And uh, a couple of others. So, um, yay. And then the other thing I've got here is uh, this doctor was uh, is calling for doctors to stop referring people to homeopaths. Let me uh, chime back on that followers of Christ thing. Okay, Brian. go ahead. Yeah, was sure. Was that also the church where was that also the church where they had decided that the child was 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 where they starved the child for not saying grace? No, I, no, I don't think that, that was that's a different fo- one. Okay. That, that's a different one. That's not followers of Christ. Followers of Christ, um, they've had several incidents where they have, uh, uh, where kids have died of relatively easy things for us to treat. Um, and I remember and one of the over. things was the parents didn't take the kids to the doctor, and one of the uh, one of the comments in the thing pointed out that the mother was wearing prescription glasses. Right, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, so that's the one pointed out that pointed out that she only kind of takes the medicine that she wants. Right, so. and and. Uh, and as a follow-up, she was convicted. Yes. So she's. Um, I think they actually know she. They're out on parole now. They got out on good behavior. Um, I, I suspect though that they had their other kids will now get better health care than uh, the previous child that died. One might hope. I would hope. And how actually how do you accomplish good behavior for that particular crime? Do they accomplish good behavior for that crime by not keeping anybody else in jail from going to the infirmary? I'm just asking. I think it's a fair question. How can you define the standard of of good behavior considering the crime that they committed? You know, and this is another one where they, um, the followers of Christ Church had a uh, – there was a, a little girl who had something that was growing over her eye. And so the state has gone in and taken custody of the child so that they could give the child proper medical care. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the, Oregon, Oregon is not putting up with this anymore. They're, they're, I think that they're pretty much uh, over the followers of faith or of Christ Church. 
Yes. I don't know what that means for the Christian, uh, their Scientologists, though, in that in that state. Scientologists, Christian scientists. Christian just, scientists, not Scientologists. Yeah. They actually, the Scientologists do medicine. They don't do uh, mental care. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, which I, of which Tom Cruise is an excellent example. Of somebody who needs therapy? Of somebody who doesn't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. That was ugly. Oh, we lost somebody. Who, oh, we lost Ian. I'm back. Okay, good. All right. Ian, I'm seeing from your avatar, it looks like you did enjoy the picture that much. All right. All right. So uh, anyway, so let's move on to this other one real quick here so that we can get on to uh, to bullying. Okay. And the, and the proper ways to bully. Is that what we're covering tonight? We're covering the the Casey Haynes thing. We're covering a bunch of different stories on bullying that I took a look at. But, you know, I guess one of the questions that's come up is, is bullying actually, is it, uh, is it an evolutionary imperative? All right. So there you go. There's your teaser. We'll be getting to that as soon as I'm done bashing homeopaths. <laughs> oh, then we'll be there for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I swear I will make it quick. Okay. So um, th- this doctor... Um, three hours later. Yeah, three hours later. <laughs> Professor Sean Holtz has called for doctors to stop practicing homeopathy or referring their patients to homeopaths. Uh, and this is, of course, I think this is, you know, this is the UK again, where, of course, I, I think that one of the, you know, one of the, you know, we, in this country, we are putting a lot of money into uh, alternative medicines, unfortunately, and, um, and, and Obama's health care plan um, made that even more possible, unfortunately, and mandated even more money to be spent on scam, supplementary, complementary, and alternative medicines. Um, and in, but of course in the UK, you know, that's part of their, you know, that they're trying to get that off of their, um, socialized healthcare system. In case the article says New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it says New Zealand and the UK states that practice homeopathy. So it's both. Uh, but there was a, there was one in here I wanted to read. Basically, you know, that e- even though most doctors have, you know, have been referring to homeopathic as a witchcraft. Okay, yeah, the British Medical Association has described it as witchcraft, yet a surprising number of doctors will still tell their patients to see a homeopath. See, I think there's, I think there's different levels of that, personally. I think, you know, there's, there's some things that are, you know, reading in this article are just plain ridiculous. Such as Berlin. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that would be, that that would be a good one. Okay. Um, but but there are other things that fall under that uh, label that I don't think we can discount. Um, you look at um, well, look at the Appalachian Mountains right here. Um, there's a lot of medicine practiced up in up in those areas where they use roots and herbs and and things that we would consider to fall under the category of homeopathy no we wouldn't we will absolutely would not consider those things as all you can you may call them natural medicine but they are not a homeopathic product i mean that that when when we refer to homeopathy we're talking about the insanely insanely huge delusions of samuel uh, hahnemann of of an object which may or may not be efficacious and by the time it's diluted you know 30 times if you can find a single molecule of the item left in the uh, left in the product, you'd be a miracle. Yeah, I'm not discounting natural stuff such as roots and stuff like that. Those those are not homeopathic products. Um, when we're talking about homeopathy, we're talking about Samuel Hahnemann. We're talking about the law of similars, and we're talking about the law of infinitesimals. We're talking about what the the, the system of medicine that he created. Homeopathy has unfortunately gotten um, gotten mixed into all these other natural things. 
that I think that you're right. There's probably in the um, roots and stuff in the Appalachian Mountains that probably do have some benefit. But I think but, that that distinction needs to be made because we because we don't want that stuff thrown in with homeopathy. But to be fair to Samuel Hahnemann, his method of medicine, even though it was even though it's not effective, was actually safer than a lot of the medicine that was out there at that time. Well, when you're treating stuff with lead and mercury, yeah, it's going to be. Oh yeah, and, and arsenic and bleeding. Yeah. Uh, and arsenic and strychnine was actually a arsenic and strychnine was actually a was actually a, a fairly common preparation. And they use arsenic as a cosmetic to make their have the uh, the the pale and the pale and attractive skin tone that they want. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So when I'm talking about homeopathy, I'm talking about stuff that has been diluted to the point where there's not a molecule left in it, and they put it on a piece of sugar. Not not natural medicines that may actually have some benefit. Well, according to this article, you don't need um, the chemicals. You can actually focus the rays of Saturn onto your sugar cube and yeah. call that homeopathy. Yeah, they, it, it gets worse. So, so do, do you, does that distinction make sense, Gary? Uh, yes, if you're going to put it in those terms. Okay. Um, but All like right. I say, I think, I think generally, though, people equate the two together. I, I agree with you that that has yeah, happened. Yeah. So we try to make that we try to make that distinction clear when we're talking about it. So, yeah, but it, you know, you can you can find quote unquote homeopathic products that actually have you know things that other homeopathic products don't, such as ingredients. Well, that's the problem with a lot of the homeopathic stuff that you see when you walk into Wild Oats and some of these places here. Is you'll see stuff that have two X dilutions that actually still have active ingredients in them, and they would not technically make homeopathic um, it, it, by the definition that I'm using. Yeah, the uh, the law of infinitesimals by Samuel Hahnemann states that the less of something there is in a solution, the more powerful it becomes. Well, and don't forget that succussion has a lot to do with that. You have to you have to take and succuss that against a piece of leather. I like to use my Bible. Yep. I think that he came up with the law of infinitesimal, saying that the smaller something is, the more powerful it becomes by watching small, mean dogs. <laughs> All right. All right, Ian, tell me about Little White Lies. Okay. Well, this article I found interesting because um, it looks at basically the overall thing is how we lie to ourselves. But um, this website, iVillage, did a poll about white lies. And... Um, According to it, ninety or sixty-five percent of women lie to themselves, mostly about little things. But the idea of um, deceiving yourself, self-deceit of even something like that, I think carries over into a broader realm. I, I think the you know a lot of people do that, and it is like little white lies, and we see that I think quite often religion and such, where the people lie to themselves, okay, in but... order to justify what they're doing, and they think it's small and harmless. And yet they get they get caught in it, making it a bigger thing than it is. Okay. So I, you know, I, I found the, the idea that they're presenting her to me um, shows a bit about how our society is. Okay. So let me ask you this though: How many people were took this poll? Um, it doesn't say. Um, according to the about I village, there are thirty plus million visitors per month. Okay. All right. But so, that doesn't mean that thirty plus million unique visitors took the poll. And what's right. the what's the demographic of those people? Uh, women. That's the only demographic they get. Okay, and what is the error um, rating of the poll? I couldn't find one list. And what's the confidence rating of the poll? <laughs> I couldn't find that either. This is an online poll on... Uh, so some of the women taking the poll, some of the women taking the poll could have actually been men well, lying about being women? Why not? Yes. Why not? 
I, I just I, I just wonder about these kinds of studies, you know, because right. there's nothing here that that to indicate to me that uh, there's any reason I should believe this. Well, and and to me, I look at what we've got here in this in this poll, and the the giggle giggle. I lie to myself more than I lie to my boyfriend seems to me to be a very socially acceptable response. So I'd be inclined to think that even of the people who took the poll, they were probably telling lies when they took the poll. Right. Well, well that's, that's another thing with something yeah. like this. The overall honesty, even on something where you know no one can leak it back to you, how much do people lie? To but, of course, the joke they say is um, 97% of the women admit to having lied, and they question the other 3%. So, okay, so it's fine if people want to do these kind of puff pieces, but what right. really irritated me is that where you linked to this first was an actual news station that right. that, I, that covered this poll. Which, and it wasn't, yes. It, it wasn't even this detailed. They abbreviated it. Oh, it was terrible. So, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and they... they, they it shouldn't have been there. I mean, right. do I watch the news for, for this kind of junk? No. And, and even the article itself, you know, we'll say, take a grain of salt, look at it. You know, if it gets you think, fine, but don't take it as literal. I, I admit that. But I, I still think there was something to be said in there. Like I said, the main thing that caught me was the 65% saying they lied to themselves. That I could actually be maybe the most truthful of the statistics. If anything, there's probably more than this. Okay. All right. I, I, you know, I think the majority of people lie to themselves about low thinking. That's going to get a lot of issues. You know, we, we talked about stuff like homeopathy. You know, a lot of stuff we've talked about. That the parents have to take the kids to a real doctor. I think there is a level of them lying to themselves, trying to convince themselves, hey, wait a moment. I, I know the next year we're going to try to work if they have doubt. A, a lot of stuff like that. I, and, oh, I'm doing the best thing for my child. Even though I should be taking the child to the doctor, I'm doing the best thing that I can. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, they're, they're convincing themselves. And I think the idea of how many people tell themselves little white lies is, is something to look into. And it, like I said, it's the highest rate of any lies on her outside sure. of just saying the lie in general. All right. So, Brian, you did bring up an interesting question, though, which is do I watch the news for this? Right. And honestly, I didn't have an answer to that question before this week What as to what I actually watched the news for. I found out this week. I watched the news on the hope that I can see two airplanes bump into each other on the JFK runway. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that yeah. video? No, no. I haven't seen the video, but I mean, yeah, that Airbus that, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the regional plane, the little regional plane got picked halfway up and spun about... 120 degrees around, I would say. Nah. Not 360, but definitely more than 90. Well, I think it's time to end this technically challenged show. You have anything else tonight? I got nothing. All right. No, I think we're good. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good, good night. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. Music for this podcast was provided by OMG. For more information about OMG, go to their website at MySpace.com forward slash OMGHQ. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is released under a Creative Commons share like no derivatives 3.0 license we'd love to have you share our work with other people amateur skeptics website facebook and podcast album art is provided by and copyright shadow knight digital portraiture larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request please do not attempt to alter or commercially distribute without written permission